Welcome to this episode of Freelance Critics, the show that takes a different look at media and tries to see the bigger picture. This week, we'll be talking about the 2016 thriller Hush by Mike Flanagan and co-written with Katie Siegel. As always, the movies and shows we talk about can be found on Netflix, and we invite you to join the conversation on Twitter at Free Critics or our Facebook page slash Freelance Critics. Now sit back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the show. Uh, I, I'm, all of a sudden, my mind just went completely blank on what we're even doing here. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to talk about movies. I think we're going to talk about movies. So let me start off by introductions. To my right is my good friend Raymond. In the flesh. And on the other side of the pond, or other side of town, is my good friend Josh. Hey. <laughs> so my name's Jeremiah, and this is just a project that I thought would be fun to do because recording podcasts is fun. So um, just the premise of the show real quick is it's called Freelance uh, Freelance Critics. I about said Freelance Writers. Freelance Critics, um, it, it's, it's us three guys that... Uh, <laughs> that I know both of you, but you don't know each other, <laughs> and um, and I I thought it'd be fun to talk about movies. Um, I thought it'd be fun to discuss movies and to get your guys' opinion. So so weird introductions out of the way. Let's let's start by uh, introducing the two hosts to each other. So Raymond and Josh. Uh, to give a backstory, Josh and I have done uh, podcasts in the past. We've done a show called BS Alliance. Um, that actually did fairly well. We did it for a little over a year, and it was just kind of the alliance of bullshitters. Um, and it was just a lot of fun, and we just talked shop, and, and it kind of just fell by the wayside when a couple of our members moved away and, uh, and you know just kind of died out. And since then, him and I have tried to get podcasts off the ground here and there, and so that's how I know Josh from work. Uh, we used to work together. So, um, Where at? at the hospital? Yeah, uh, we used to work at a call center together. Oh, yeah. oh wait, the in Delville? Yeah, in Delville. Wow, yep. cool. That's where we met. How long ago was that, Josh? Oh, good God, I I think what I started in there in November of '08. You started, I think, yeah. in January of '09. January Whoa. of '09. Yeah. You guys have been together as long as my wife and I have been together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of creepy to think about. <laughs> yeah, because you have two kids bit. now. <laughs> yeah. You guys could have two kids now. We'll do. <laughs> yeah, Not he's to get actually, too personal he, when Josh he, he has enough kids. He knew me when I only had three, two to begin with. Yeah, that's I've true. Got five now. Yeah, see, Josh yeah. is keeping up. <laughs> um, and then, so Josh, to give an introduction to Raymond, um, this is even crazy story. I, not to get whatever weird about it, but like. I found this website where you can find these videos, see who, see what kind of videos have been uploaded in, in your area, or you put in a specific area, and you can see what videos have been uploaded. And so I found I stumbled across Raymond's videos because he lives in my town, and um, I was like, this guy's pretty cool, just like randomly doing vlogs. Naturally. And I was like, this guy's pretty sweet. He's a photographer. He's my age. Um, like this would be a dude that I could see totally hanging out with. And then I was like, but I don't want to be a creepy and like <laughs> message him out of the blue and be like, hey, I saw your video on YouTube. Let's hang out. Like, that'd be weird. So I just put it away. And then a couple days later, I was watching another video from a YouTuber, a professional YouTuber called Casey Neistat. And um, he was showing a video, a Q&A video from Twitter. And uh, he pulled his laptop around and there's 
Raymond on Casey Neistat's <laughs> laptop, and I immediately recognized him, and I was like, oh my god, this is that guy, because I recognize his glasses, and I, I, and he's not, doesn't have like weird glasses or anything, I just really liked his glasses in the first video, and I just <laughs> was like, that's the same dude with the glasses, so I paused it, I looked him up on, uh, on Facebook, and I was like, okay, I've got to get a weird introduction out of the way. It was like this <laughs> super long paragraph of like, please don't think I'm the stalker. This is the whole scenario. And if you never want to talk to me, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because writing was... a full paragraph as an introduction to someone you don't know isn't creepy <laughs> yeah. at all. Not only that, but I think it started with, I've rewritten this four times. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like, how do you start a conversation saying like, hey, I saw your video, and then I was scared a bit that you thought I was a creeper, uh, whatever. So, anyway, so he literally responded with, best message ever, and then immediately <laughs> added me as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> it was pretty legit. So, that's how Raymond and I became friends, and that was... Um, it was right after the year? Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's how we became friends, and him and I have met a couple times, and we've talked about you know, technology and photography, and he's he's very opinionated, he's very educational, he's very educated, and both of you guys have very, you know, strong opinions, and, resp- like, I hear both of your opinions, um, and I heed them both um, personally, so I just wanted to, I thought when I had this idea of listening, or watching movies as a project, and then reviewing them, not in terms of, like, Let's go review the new movie. Like, no, like cult classics or movies that Raymond had the idea of just on Netflix that the listener can can access and, and, and you know, listen along if they want to. Um, I thought of you guys. I thought of both of you guys first whenever that idea came to me. So that's where the, the spawn of this project came from. And that's how you two got invited. So Right on. Yeah. We like won uh, some crazy lotto. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be famous now. <laughs> <laughs> with our three listeners <laughs> yeah you know you know i'll watch pretty much anything crazy i mean hell i've watched tiptoes yeah that's true have you have i you don't even that? know what that is <laughs> so it's so uh gary oldman as a dwarf yeah wow yeah i i gotta add this to a list right now that i have to check out <laughs> i can't even imagine what that's like i bought it's the so dvd true. off of amazon for literally <laughs> a dollar <laughs> It real wait. What is the who's the Matthew McConaughey in that? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Um, oh God, and what what's her name from uh, the Underworld movies? Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, yeah, I said Claire Blanchett. <laughs> Definitely not her. Uh, rape. We've lost Raymond. We've officially lost know. Raymond. No, he's, I'm here. He's, I'm just, he's looking at his phone. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Four four point seven out of ten. Yeah, I have to cut in the audio from the trailer on the training one time, and Jeremiah is just like, "Oh my god, dude, you got to watch this trailer. It's it, you you will not believe it. It's Gary Oldman as a dwarf." Yep. (laughs) I can't wait to check it out. So uh, the best part, my favorite part about the trailer isn't Gary Oldman as a dwarf. It's actually the way they pronounce Matthew McConaughey's name. Matthew McConaughey. That's right. Matthew McConaughey. And starring Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. How did they get that wrong? That's so embarrassing. Oh, there's so many things. There's so many questions when you watch a trailer. Like, what? What? Oh, (laughs) when you watch the movie, you have so many questions. There is literally a scene in it when it jumps, like, I think one year into the future. But there's no precursor to tell you one year later. It's like literally... 
one character walks out the door, all of a sudden they, they show a door opening, and it's one year later. That's hilarious. Did it say one year later, or is it just no. like, nope? It, it, just, it gives you no idea that it's one year later. You had to figure it out on your own. <laughs> Good luck, viewer. Yeah. I was sitting there, I was like, what the hell just happened? Did I miss something? Is this oh my DVD defective besides being tiptoes? That's so funny. So, um, so yeah, Josh is a big movie buff, and that's one of the reasons I invited him as well, because he, he will watch anything. So, um, dear listener... Um, the homework assignment that I gave to both of these guys when we first started was to give me a list of movies that they love, the movies that they, uh, uh, genres that they love, and then movies that they've kind of always wanted to but never seen. And then also, I think there's another one is like movies that you guys, or genres that you guys typically don't watch. So that way we have like a wide variety. So we're not going to just stick to, you know, our favorite movies and then like, you know, whatever we're we're actually going to like kind of push ourselves beyond movies that we've never seen or you know hear one of a like Josh re- recommends we watch a movie so, you know Raymond whatever so that's that's kind of the project is the idea behind the project of this the podcast is just to um just to kind of get a um a better perspective of of like look at these really like maybe we'll watch a really crappy old movie. And then talk about like what was the what was the intent of this movie? Maybe we're missing something. Maybe there's a reason this has became a cult classic, or maybe you know over we're we're giving too much credit where credit is. I don't know. Just I wanted to present different films with a, an objective point of view. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, makes sense um, to me. So yeah, that's. And if there's any kind of audio issues with this first episode, it's because we are barely. Sticking together with with glue and, and bubble gum, uh, it's just it's been just, MacGyvered. It's been MacGyvered, yeah. So, um, so we're here's hoping the first episode turns out great. That being said, the first episode is Halloween theme because we're coming up on Halloween, and Raymond had the idea to uh, talk about the movie Hush. So, Raymond, why don't you give the introduction to the movie? And talk about um, why you thought this would be an appropriate introduction to the show. First off, it wasn't me. It was you who said that it was my idea. And I was like, I don't know where you got this idea from. But I'll just roll with it anyway. I could have swore it was you. No, no, not me. Uh, My idea was that we just watch movies on Netflix so that uh, anybody else who's listening can uh, watch along with us. Or, you know, hopefully join in uh, the conversation maybe later on. Uh, But Hush... Actually, I got my first introduction to it uh, two or three weeks ago when my wife was watching it. I looked over and I was like, what is she watching over there? And uh, I was working at the time, so I wasn't paying too much attention. Does uh, you, sorry to interrupt. Does your wife like horror movies? No. Okay. No. Um, so, um, I mean, I guess she likes like kind of suspenseful stuff. Um, but I think horror nowadays is just kind of garbage, but right. uh, we'll get into that for sure. So, um, I knew that she had watched it and I had seen little bits and pieces of it and I was kind of intrigued. So when you brought it up saying that I brought it up, I was <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, uh, you know, I'll give it more of my attention and watch it for sure. So you want me to give an introduction about the movie? Um, so before you get into that, um, I, 
I have some. So, so Raymond is looking at my computer screen right now, and he just goes, "You have a lot of notes." <laughs> it's like a full page. It's literally almost a page and a quarter. Um, but I was writing as I was watching the movie. So to be fair, I'm not going to talk about every single one of these things. But the reason I before you get into the the making of the film, I want to talk about trailers, and I want to kind of get where your guys' mindset is. Um, how do you feel about watching movies? When you go to see a movie, be it a new movie or um, you know a rental one, whatever, do you do you find yourself watching trailers? Do you enjoy watching trailers first, or have you ever gone into a movie completely blind? Josh, I'll let you answer first. I actually I like watching trailers, um, especially if it's a, a newer movie that just came out and they had trailers before it on the on the Blu-ray or the DVD or whatnot. I, I actually will sit and watch them. I mean, I'll skip it if it's something I've already seen, but. Sure. I, I kind of like seeing what else is coming out, and then, I mean, movie theaters, unfortunately, I mean, you have to sit through about half an hour of them before you can watch the movie, but, yeah, I, actually, I kind of like trailers, I mean, uh, I don't like how spoilerific most of them have started to, started to yeah. become, Yeah. I, I, I kind of like when they, they used to just have the bare minimum, um, I, I do remember when when I was oh god when Sixth Sense when I first saw the the trailer for the Sixth Sense, I swear I remember this, but no one else can ever remember it. In the trailer, the little kid goes, "I see dead people, and you're one of them." No, no, I, what? I could swear that that was so, in there. So I went so into Jeff the Sixth Sense when it first knowing. came into theaters after seeing that trailer, knowing full well that he was dead. So, Josh, I have a weird, I have a weird thing about that. We're getting off this topic, and we'll we'll round it back up to Hush here in a second. But I have a, I didn't know that about you, about with you and 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 um, Six Sense. Spoiler: If nobody's seen Six Sense, by the way, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah. Too late. He's almost yeah. twenty years old. I, yeah, and point, the, I think we should have an entire episode at one point talking about trailers and and spoilers as well. I think that'd be a good episode. Um, but I have a similar thing to The Village. I remember seeing the village in theaters opening night. I was working at uh, at a, a, a I was working at AU back at college, and um, one of the we were talking about one of the guys there, and I was telling him I was like, yeah, I'm really excited for the movie night, and I and I was I was like, I told him I, I remember telling him I was like, I'm really confused because I feel like it's set in modern times, and he goes, no, have you watched the trailer? I was like, yeah, it's set in. I said I've watched the trailer. But for some reason, I feel like I've seen a shot where they're inside and like the there's things like a TV around them, and it's the shot from when she goes to the cap or goes to the whatever goes to the, the see the the guard at the camp or whatever it is. Like the last shot, right? Well. But I remember seeing that shot in the trailer, and I remember talking to this guy before the movie, and he's like, "You're an idiot. It's not set in modern times." harsh right well he was kind of a jerk oh, okay. um Makes but sense then. i remember going that later that night me and my ex-girlfriend were walking into the theater and he had just seen the show he just seen the showing before me so he's walking out what are the odds <laughs> right right and he's walking out and he looked at me and he's like how did you know that and i was like what are you talking about he goes it's set in modern times and I was like, are you kidding me? So then he like, just ruined the movie well, for like, you? Like, oh. no, he, I, I was the one convincing him that it was set in modern like, I was like, dude, it's like I already had the He didn't spoil anything for me because I was the one that was trying to tell him it was set in modern uh -huh. times. And so, Josh, just like what Josh was saying, like I 
I and nobody I've talked to many people about that and they're like I don't ever remember seeing that trailer but I was like I swear I've seen that trailer where it showed modern times uh, interior so weird thing but sorry uh, Josh you so you were talking about how you do love trailers and and you like you enjoy them have you ever wa- have either one of you guys ever watched a movie where you didn't know anything about it? like like for instance you're flipping through the channels on like a Sunday afternoon and something's on your and it just seems intriguing you're like what's this and you're like 20 minutes into the movie and then for some reason you're just like hooked on it like oh yeah all the time that's my favorite like I hate trailers actually really? I hate trailers because um, they have um, Unfortunately, they're like a necessary evil, right? Like, we live in this time now to where because the cost of entry to make movies is so low, everybody's making movies. But just because a movie is made doesn't mean that it's good. And trailers, you can watch... Like, there's plenty of bad trailers for really good movies. But then there's also really good trailers for really terrible movies. So, I feel like now with how many movies keep coming out, you have to watch a trailer just to get some sort of idea sure. yeah some sort of gauge to know if it's going to be a complete waste of time or if it's or if it's worth your time right but i hate them i love going into a movie completely blind having no idea what's going to happen so did you go into hush blind? uh unfortunately I, I went in without seeing the trailer okay. I, I hadn't even heard of the movie uh and it wasn't until uh, i actually had to google the movie after you said it uh that i realized oh this is the movie that my wife was watching the other day uh, unfortunately, I had already seen quite a few bits and pieces to where I had a really good idea of right. what was going on right. in the movie. But this is going to be a terrible example because it's a comedy. My favorite movie that I've ever seen without seeing the trailer was Pootie Tang. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that movie. <laughs> I've never even I seen it. it. It was terrible. It was a really, really bad movie. Um, in fact, uh, Louis C.K. actually wrote it. Wow. Yeah. But he completely disowns it. He's like, that was a mistake. You know, <laughs> I should not have done that. Um, yeah, I, that movie I, was definitely a huge mistake on everyone's it was. part. It definitely was. Like, there, there's, no, there's no denying that. However, that being said, I think that was the first time that I ever went to a movie without seeing a trailer. Mm. Do you, you see it in theaters? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. And then um, when I watched it, I was just so surprised because the movie, if you haven't seen it, is completely off the wall. I mean, there's a part where, like, a gorilla comes in and mauls a dude in a steel (laughs) mill, right? You're like, this would never happen. These things would never, ever happen. Um, But I was, I think I was in middle school at the time, and it was just crazy enough for me to not hate it. Right. Um, But it was still um, um, exciting enough because I had no idea what I was seeing, and it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of enjoyable. But if I had seen a trailer for it, there's no way in hell that I would have ever went to go see that movie, right? (laughs) Right. And then, knowing that it was bad, if I would have seen the movie, it just would have reaffirmed, like, oh, yeah, this is terrible. I never want to watch this movie again. But I think that goes, and again, we will get back to the movie, Hush. <laughs> but I think that goes I think that goes into, you hit the nail on the head when you said that, um, when we talked about how, where we live today in the world of modern trailers. Mm-hmm. There has definitely become an art to trailer making. Yeah. And... Um, just look at the trailer for the original for the catfish movie. Right. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more of the Warcraft movie. The Warcraft movie I actually enjoyed, and we can talk about that movie some other time. But I actually enjoyed that movie. But the trailers were terrible mm-hmm. because it was all marketing and had nothing to right. do with the movie. Anyways, so 
But exactly like what you're saying, when that movie came out, Pootie Tang, right? There wasn't even like the trailers weren't readily available. Like you couldn't just go to YouTube.com and watch it. Right. It was right? either TV or the. It theaters. was either TV or in the theater, and nobody like I grew up poor, so I didn't have cable, so I didn't ever. I to this day have never seen a trailer for that movie. Mm-hmm. When you say that movie, what instantly flashes in my mind's eye is a magazine article, a magazine advertisement. Oh, wow, that's yeah. cool. So and the, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a staple of or a statement of like where we live and how where the industry has moved in terms of yes. advertisement. So I totally agree with what you're saying. But I bring this topic up because I I, I sw- and going back to the M Night Shyamalan thing, I know you said we can talk about the movie Hush because it's topical and blah blah blah. So um, I didn't know anything about it. I that's how I knew that you had to bring up because I didn't know I didn't even know the where did I get that title from like I didn't even know a thing about the movie. Yeah, I and, never even heard of it until you you sent in that message. Right. I'm just like hush, I never heard of hush so, before. So, excuse me. Um, it's kind of ironic that we ended up, or not ironic, but interesting that we picked that movie as our first topic because I I did watch the trailer. I didn't know anything about it going in, and I'll be I'll be upfront and telling you guys this is that I am not a horror fan. I used to be like in my college age, like like when I was actually in school as a as like a film editor. For some reason, I got really into metal music and horror movies. Like I just went through a phase, and I was just obsessed with them. So like I definitely know what I'm looking for in terms of quality and terrible terrible horror movies but I've, I guess I've just grown out of that phase where I don't like scary movies I don't like gore or horrific movies anymore right so I had to like get myself pumped up to see this and not see it as like a project for this podcast that I'm getting off the ground so I did watch the trailer for it and I'm thankful I did because it gave me a sense of oh this is actually kind of a cool concept and I could tell this is more of like an independent film and it's not very gore slashy you know, like I just kept thinking of the word "hush" as the title. I just kept thinking of of in or of uh, Edgar Wright's trailer, fake trailer in the middle of Grindhouse for "Don't." Right. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking of. And then I watched the trailer for "Hush," and I was like, "Oh, this is actually a modern kind of thriller," which is to be interesting because she can't scream and she's in the, the woods, or whatever. So it's a it's a cool concept. But I one Which of the notes you, I think I, I should just add right now spoilers yeah. for anyone listening to the podcast. Yes, spoilers this will for have spoilers. anyone listening. Yeah, um, thanks for that by the way because I was recently listening to a Harry Potter podcast and they were talking about stuff that I forgot about in the books. And I was like, oh my god, I forgot. No spoiler, stop! I'm middle of the reading the books. <laughs> um, but one of the one of the the very first note I have on my list here it says I hate that I watched the trailer first. Because but I you were like just saying that you liked that you watched the trailer. I did like that I watched the trailer in terms of reflection for this podcast. Hmm. Like it gave me, it got me somewhat pumped to actually motivate me to watch the film. Ah. Like I said, because I'm not that horror fan anymore. I wasn't really like, you were like, let's watch a scary movie. And I'm like, I don't like scary movies. Right? <laughs> so I wanted to watch the trailer get psyched. And I was like, oh, cool. But then as I'm like 20 minutes into the movie, I realized like this could have been 20 minutes of me discovering the movie. Instead of just me going, yeah, I've already known this. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, 100%. Like, like the, and we'll, we'll talk about what you guys thought too, but I, I, I just wanted to kind of break into the story a little bit that way because that's, that was my first, like the first, the, I loved how they showed the studio logos completely silent. I loved how 
they opened up the movie with bur- like trees, and you should and your brain is like, where's the audio? And then all of a sudden, it just hits you with the title and just says, "Hush, really hard." And it's just like, oh, I get it, like that. Okay, she's deaf. But if I didn't know that already, then that could have been like, well, that was interesting. Why did they do that? So yeah, I, and then I didn't watch the trailer I, at all, and I was sitting there watching. It. I'm just like, is there something wrong with my sound? What? What yeah. the hell's going on with this? Yeah. Did you have the same experience, man? Um. Uh. Yes and no. I. I already. I. I knew that she was deaf. Uh. Unfortunately, when I did uh start it, like you said, the studio titles are silent, and um, I know that those studio titles aren't typically silent. So I did think that maybe the volume was low. Sure. But then it wasn't until the hush flash that I was like, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it was clicks, creatively yeah. deliberate. Um. Yeah, I had no and, idea she was deaf either until like I, I don't know, even cooking. even when it got into the the title and then all all the massive ADR that you just heard all the sound of everything around it and then was one it, of my, it didn't Josh, get me until the friend came up to the door and started signing. I'm just like, oh, okay, she's yep. deaf. Yeah, that was what that was one of my notes I wrote down. Josh was the the ASMR. Do you guys know what ASMR is? Like the as in. The, it stands for uh, autonomous sensory meridian response. Apparently, I had to Google it, <laughs> but it's like it's the things where it's like you you watch these videos of people like brushing the microphone against something really soft. And it's supposed to give you like certain tingling sensations. It's like this new phase that's, or new craze that a lot of things or a lot of videos that are kind yeah, of yeah. I, I know exactly like that. I actually have a lot of it is like white sound, like white noise, right. and right. then something in the background. I actually yeah. have several of those that I use to, to just kind of de-stress and go to sleep with. Yeah, they're actually pretty cool. Have you never heard of those, Raymond? Not the term. So, yeah. like, you're brushing it's, on the microphone for Yeah, something? it's called ASMR. And look it up when you get home. It's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I've but, got uh, sounds of it's, like, people typing on a keyboard, and there's mm-hmm, one where it's just yeah. someone just uh, doing charcoal drawing. It's, like, 20 minutes right. of them just it's charcoal on really the close like really close you know how like whenever you get the microphone really close to something and you can like what's the f- uh fully is it fully audio yeah yeah it's exactly like fully audio but like on a, on a microscopic level oh yeah. okay um but that's what the intro of this movie was doing uh, okay. it was like showing it was like yes. amplifying the sounds of the cooking food and mm-hmm. the chopping of the onions and all that stuff and so it's like it's 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 amplifying that it's trying to make the the viewer know like be aware of the fact that you are hearing these sounds that she is not hearing and i think that's what the message you're trying to get at and that's what that's when i wrote that no i really wish i had not seen the trailer because like i can admire it and appreciate it because i've seen the trailer mm-hmm. but had i not seen the trailer and been introduced to that i would be like oh this is interesting why is it all these you know sounds like that so can i ask you how they yeah. how they um brought up that she was deaf in the trailer um, I honestly they never. Oh, and that was another thing. I actually thought the trailer was actually really well done mm-hmm. because uh, there was no. I I think it was also because I come from the mindset of an editor and I've made a lot of movie trailers. Before. Yes. Not movie trailers, but like trailers, right? Yeah. Um, that I noticed there was no dialogue said in the trailer. Oh, thank God. Yeah, there was no dialogue said in the trailer. Um, wait, was it voiceover? No, no okay. voiceover. Gotcha, gotcha. So it was all very clean clean audio mm-hmm. and the title was hush and so i was like well why is it hu- oh she's deaf there's no dialogue stuff like that and then and then it even showed her screaming but it didn't have her screaming in the trailer 
And so I was like, I get it. Like, I don't know if a, a normal person would get it, but, like, I, I got it. You know what I mean? And in terms of, like, the editor mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of like that aspect of it, too. Not only was she deaf, but she was mute as well. Right. So well, not only is she isolated oh, in one way, but she's isolated in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, I think it said in the trailer she can't hear or see. I can't remember. I have to watch the trailer again. I, it was probably that stupid boyfriend who would have said it, right? No, there was no dialogue in the trailer. Hmm. I'm pre- I'm 90 I'm like 98% sure there's no trailer. Okay. I have to watch it again. But uh the uh the thing I did like about the trailer is the way they introduced the 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 kind of leading in. So like um like this is a weird example but like in, in terms of the walking dead i don't know if you've ever seen that show mm-hmm. but in the introduction they do this weird thing where the the words the and dead appear first and then the flash later walking appears next to it so your mind is reading it the dead walking almost at least that's the way i do and they did the same kind of thing in the trailer for this movie they said she i think it actually said she cannot hear uh she cannot speak uh, she is alone, and then it faded up. The word isn't. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Right. That sounds cool. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I'm glad I. I. It's like fifty fifty. Like I wish I hadn't seen the trailer, but the trailer was at least that that it kind of introduction of like yeah. telling the story in a weird like inter- like that. I thought that was really well done. Huh. So because it said she yeah it said she can't hear she can't speak. Or scream or something like that, but then it said she's alone, isn't alone. Right. So I thought that was really cool. So, anyways, we'll we'll move on with the story. But um, so I thought that was a interesting interesting because it, it very much had to tie in with if you've seen the trailer, you've seen a lot of the movie. So, um, Josh, I already got your opinion on on a couple of things. So Raymond, I want to ask you, what did you think of the movie? What were some of your notes that you got out of it? Um, just kind of take it from here. Uh, I. Uh, I was kind of conflicted about the movie. It was, uh, I did research before, uh, specifically like about the budget and what kind of like news it was making. So I, I believe that the movie was made on just a $70,000 budget, which in movie terms is like ridiculously low. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those actors didn't get paid at all. Like it's, it's that low of a budget. Um, there were things that, uh, I really enjoyed. I thought that it was really well shot. Um, the cinematographer did an amazing job of making everything look realistic. Unfortunately, it was too realistic and too dark. Like, I was watching it first thing in the morning. There were no lights on in the house, and I still had problems seeing it on my TV. I don't know if I just have a crappy TV or what it is, but it looked too realistic. You know, if you were in that situation, it was night. There was no power out in the woods. That, that is what you would see. You know, you'd have a very hard time seeing. Um, but some th- sometimes things have to be played to on a TV just so that the audience can see it. Maybe in a theater it would have looked great, but uh, the viewing experience on a TV was kind of poor. And I feel like for as low of a budget as the movie was, I don't believe that it had a theatrical release. It didn't. Okay, so then, yeah, then, it, then that just sh- should have been something that was thought of. And typically that wouldn't have been a big problem, but it took me out of the viewing experience several times because I felt like I was missing something. Mm. There was, uh, you know, maybe the, uh, the um, uh, what would you call them? 
uh, the killer. The, okay, yeah, the killer. Okay. Well, I mean, he didn't kill. Well, okay. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get it. <laughs> so, like, there were several times where you know you'd get her POV outside, and I saw nothing. Like, I couldn't see anything move. I so I thought, you know, either A, I just didn't see the killer move, or B, she's looking outside and it confirmed that she did didn't see anything and that I'm not missing anything. But just that mental thought of. What am I missing here? It really took me out of the film several times, which I didn't like. Mm. Um, aside from that, I thought that it was edited very well. Um, I thought that all around it was a good movie for what it was, especially because most now horror films are uh, they're just shock and awe, right? It's, it's not suspenseful at all. This was a very suspenseful movie because what they did with the sound taking out the sound uh just added that extra level of suspense you know or even when they just used the sound when the killer was there knocking on the window trying to get her attention and yet you know you're like oh man oh if she turns around any second she's gonna be freaked um but you can hear it you can hear the knocking and i can still hear it in my head how creepy that was but you know that she heard nothing right i i i i'm not gonna I'm not going to take over from here. I just want to piggyback on what you were saying in that uh, um, I totally agree that it was very dark. One of the notes I have is I feel like it's it's even in the even when that other girl shows up, it was like super dark. Uh-huh. And I was originally watching it on my phone because I was stuck at AT&T and I was like, I'm not going to be able to watch this movie if I don't watch it now on my phone. And so I started watching it and then I was like, I can't see anything on my phone. Right. I had to wait till I get here and I wow. watched it here. And then I was able to see a lot more because it was on a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree that it was, I thought it was really dark. Um, but that's also to say, I, my only complaint of it being too dark was when like I could tell it was supposed to be in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie was fine for me in terms of the darkness. You mean like right in the beginning? Right, right. When they were when the the neighbor came over and they were interacting with each other and I was like, this just feels really like they turned down the monotone or or whatever is like they turned down the um the the saturation down and put like a big filter over it or something like that. Mm. Um so See, I got the feeling it was more like in, in 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 the evening like she was making dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that there. too, but still, like, I just feel like there could have been more light. Like, I get that they had to keep with the tone of the film and keep it neutral, but, like, I just felt like, it felt like, honestly, I've heard a lot of people when 3D movies were hitting the theaters, a lot of times they'd always say, it feels like I was watching it during a screen, uh-huh. and that's exactly how I felt about that, like, in terms oh, okay. of, like, I just feel like during that whole day scene, mm-hmm. like, I felt like it was lighter inside when she was inside the house cooking sure. than when she was outside in the daylight. Interesting. That so, could be okay. some um, foreshadowing, though, too. Well, there's also a lot of foreshadowing. But what what else were you talking about in terms of... Um, there's something else I was going to piggyback on in terms of... The, not the darkness, but... Just how suspenseful it was? Oh, uh, exactly. Because how... Exactly how creepy the sounds were and stuff like that. I think it's also because it was based in reality. Right? Like, there wasn't some superhero. There wasn't some super massive killer with powers you know like this could all technically happen right i hated the killer by the way <laughs> yeah but i think that's i, I, I think that's that why too, that was a little bit yeah i so. did not like him at all well you don't you don't like the killer josh no not at all just what, the, what was the your whole character so so raymond raymond told us what he thought about what did you think about it overall i, I thought the whole movie was was pretty good um I, I like the the whole. It was seemed like it was darker outside than in. 
Um, and then it kind of flips later on, too, if you think about it, because it, it seems like it's more lit up outside after he cuts the power than it is inside the house. Right. It's almost like she's kind of in her own little shell. Not only did, you know, she has no ability to speak, no way to, to hear, but all of a sudden now she's partially blind. So it's like he's slowly cutting off all her senses. Sure. That's and, a good point, yeah. Yeah, and if you think about it, I mean, the, the scene with the uh, the sliding glass door with what he does to her hand, like yeah. he takes away yeah. her sense of touch. <laughs> I actually made the note. Hang on, let me find on my computer here. Yeah, there's a lot of notes. This might take us a <laughs> so, uh, I said, um, blah, 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 blah. I, I can't find it, but it's something along the lines of like, Oh great! Now she broke her hand. How she's gonna? She's mute, deaf, and can't t- can't write or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Although I have to admit, I, I thought it was kind of funny when you know she uses the blood to write "do it, coward." Right. That was pretty cool. But uh, you know what I didn't like about the killer is that uh, uh, you know in the beginning it was suspenseful that he came up like, "Who is this guy? What is he doing?" Um, is he the boyfriend? He was anonymous. Behind right? The mask. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. He was anonymous. He didn't have a name. He. Uh, I think he was just credited as uh, like the killer or something. Um, there was no reason to why he was there. We know that he. I'm guessing originally targeted the friend because she was the one who came running to the door, like screaming for help. So I don't know if he just stumbled upon. Obviously, mm. because he didn't know who she was. I mean, he had to ask, like, "Can you read my lips?" He was confused as to why she wasn't uh, responding to the knocks, and it wasn't until she was video chatting with uh, her sister, I believe right, it was, right. that he figured out that, that she was deaf. So I, I just wanted some sort of – like I understand that it's like this is a horrible situation to be in, and it probably wouldn't have added much to the story at all because it's about her and she's deaf and she lives in her own world. So why do we care about this killer? Like, we don't care about his backstory. But there could have easily been, like, three sentences as, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, like your friend fucked me over um, and you just fell into this, you know? Or, like, just collateral damage right now. Well, they did trigger, they did kind of hint on that a little bit on the, uh, when she got the crossbow. How so? It showed the numbers etched in them on the side. Right. I just figured that, that was like how many people he's killed or right. something. That's what okay, I was so thinking too. Is he just an asshole? Yeah. So he so he's killed like a dozen people right. and is just getting away with it. He's not yeah. in jail. There's no like. I I took the killer as he saw her as a challenge because I totally saw like okay what's this guy's story mm-hmm. like I when they first entered when they first did the introduction of him of her saying like didn't see a face I won't tell mm-hmm. boyfriend on the way yeah. Uh, he read that and then stood up and took it off. Like bad motherfucker. Like, like this dude doesn't well, care. Well, he—it's not that he didn't care. He's like he's seeing it as a challenge now. Like okay, mm. now oh I could get away with it at this point. Now I can't. This is the point of no return. Mm. And so he's saying like, um, now I've got to do something about this. I can't mm. let you go, right? Mm. Because he saw her as a child. Because I think what it is is he did shot the arrow. I totally like what you were saying about her. Like he was going after the friend. But uh, he killed. And by the way, when he killed her friend, oh, like man. The, 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 against the the kitchen window, those stab sounds, just what you were saying, were creepy. Yeah. He just like I mean, it like I've watched my share of horror movies, but that was like that kind of got to me because it was so in sync and so like, 
oh, that just like that kind of got under my skin. Yeah, bit. like it and didn't feel. Why. Yeah, yeah. And, well, it, it sounded very realistic. I don't know if they were just stabbing a pig and recording the sound, or but it didn't sound like they were just stabbing styrofoam. Yeah, it didn't sound like the fake punch. Or, you yeah, know, like, it sounded real and just it was gruesome. But I liked how he was staring at her when he did that, and then he realized that like there, and then he like knocked on the window, and he knew, oh, this is. This is a diff- This is something different. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to McDonald's and killing all these people. This is this is something that's going to challenge me. And I think that's kind of what his prime prime motive was. Yeah. My favorite um, part, the part I thought was the creepiest though, is when he's standing behind her as she's typing. He's tapping on the the little uh, yeah. the, the thing that's like on his vest. His, his thing, yeah. And he's trying to make as much noise as possible without making a lot of sound. But he's trying to make himself obvious, and she's just off, oblivious, like, paying yeah. attention. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm along with you guys. I think we're all in agreement here that it was it was. I, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I probably would never watch it again. Would I recommend it to somebody only if they're in the mood to see like a different take on a scary movie? Is when I would recommend it. I would recommend it if that scenario, but I would never go out of my way and say, like, "Oh, dude, you should watch Hush on Netflix." Hmm. That's that's my personal take. Um, I would. You would. I would go out of my way. I thought um, there's so many things on Netflix that, like we were just talking about, so much content is being produced that sometimes it's kind of hard to pick something. Uh, I thought that it was just it was it was very well done for what it was, you know. And horror movies can typically get away with a pretty low budget. But I don't think that a lot of people are going to understand how low of a budget seventy thousand dollars is to get this movie made. Like it was incredible, and I'm not saying that because it has a low budget, it made it any better. I'm not taking away they from any of its what they faults. Had and made it very. They used what they had and used it well. They focused on the story. Right. They focused on the idea, and that is what is um, that. That's what makes it unique. Is that who's who? You know who has seen a horror movie with a deaf girl? Like one thing I didn't like is how she, she was in like this perfect house in the middle of the woods. Yeah, I wrote it. Just that felt too. like okay, like they just got an Airbnb, you know, in the woods and stayed there for a week or whatever. It didn't. I, I didn't feel like it fit her character, but. Um, uh, no, I would definitely recommend it to people because the the only reason why I wouldn't again is only because of the technical issues of how dark it was and how you know distracting that was from the movie itself. But I thought that it was good enough to definitely definitely so, recommend to people. So you would recommend? I would. Yeah. Josh, what about you? I would definitely recommend it just because it, it's you could actually put it off and say it's not really a horror movie. It's more of like a suspenseful thriller because I mean, yes, people die and there is a a quote unquote mean killer in in the, the whole realm of themes. Um, but it's, it's not your typical horror movie. It's not, he's not, well, in this case, he didn't kill the cat. If it was a typical horror movie, that cat would have been dead and he would have been But like, oh, he was no. going to. He was, he was going he to. He was going to. Still, he didn't do it, though. <laughs> I think if yeah, it no, would have crossed yeah, that realm, it, it would have... There wasn't a monster. There wasn't, like, an axe. There right. wasn't. It wasn't just blood and gore, which right. is typical for, for horror. Yeah, I mean, we have no reason... I would. I would. No I, that's why, I, why he killed the first girl. We we have ideas as to why he, you know, why he went after her, and we definitely know why he went after the 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 other girl's boyfriend. But oh, it, yeah. it's not like he's just a blind killer. Just I'm going to kill everyone that comes in my way. Right. 
I mean, he even tried well, was we, trying to get the other guy to leave before he realized, nope, no, nope, he knew I gotta kill he him too. Mm-hmm. He knew. Mm-hmm. He was gonna kill him from the moment that he got there. But, it, but, but I, I agree with you in that that it's not a gore. I never wanted to say this was a horror movie. I, I've been in my mind. I've been I've been placing it in the genre of a thriller, like an a. Well, with, I wouldn't with say most places thriller. they'll they'll put thrillers in the same category as a horror right. movie and, because and there is thriller a, is such a small a category. Difference. Right, there is a huge difference between a thriller and a, a horror movie. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you just, can't say Hush is in the same realm of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right, exactly. Or the hills have eyes, or anything like that. Like that's gore. That's horror. Those are shock and gore, shock and, and horror value. Right. That's where you get your thrill from. Whereas with this, it was more like an interesting concept that could really happen, and that's where your mind goes in terms of like, oh, I'm visually shocked by what I'm seeing on the screen. Exactly. So to me, if he would have kept the mask on throughout the whole thing, yeah. Uh, to me, it would have it started. It would have started to get closer to the horror movie then, because all of a sudden you right. just have this silent killer. You have no idea why he's doing this, but as soon as he takes the mask off and starts talking, you start to get an idea of who he is. Uh, just a little. That's I mean, you don't know why you you don't know why he's killing them, but you start to kind of see him more as a person instead of just this this thing. Like like with right. Michael Myers. I mean. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Halloween is exactly the same. I mean, he wasn't just going through, like, killing everybody. Like, what was suspenseful was that this dude's been chasing you, like, all day, and he keeps finding you, and, like, now you have to get away. And this was the same situation. But, yeah, I think I think you're right. Just because he had that mask on uh, made him... More menacing. Yeah, yeah, non-human. Like, you couldn't relate to him because you didn't know what the hell it was. But just right. because this guy... Uh, did take off the mask and you saw some human qualities you thought you know even even if you're not a killer you you got an idea of how this human worked and right. uh, it was definitely more suspenseful stuff like that mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, like, I thought when, I, one when of the she stabs made... him and he screams you're, you're just like oh he's just human yeah there's <laughs> nothing really one scary of, about him one of the one of the notes i made was um I was i was i was quoting him like as i was as i was as i was watching the movie i was typing as i was right watching it and um, oh, sorry, I'm trying to find it again. He says something like, "Can you read my lips?" Is like the first thing he says to her. Yeah. Can you read my lips? And then she nods, and then he proceeds to have this entire monologue where he barely moves his lips. Like the yeah. way he talked was very like, "I'm barely gonna move my lips to talk to you." And I was like, "What? What the? What the fuck?" Like she can't <laughs> read that. So that's just that's yeah, just. And he's that. he's asking her to respond. It was kind of like. Dude, you're barely moving your mouth. How is she yeah, even going to exactly. be able to know what you're saying? Okay, so here's here's my problems with the movie. Let's talk about problems, okay? I've got a list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go down each thing, but okay. So so we've talked about the darkness, right? Uh, we the the foreshadowing was so blatantly obvious through this entire thing. Hey, look, the cat got out. The editor's like, "Did you see the cat get yeah. out?" Are you sure you got the cat out? Did you make sure the cat yeah. was out? And then look, she put her phone in her pocket. That was the worst for me. But that was look, the worst. Let's stare at her ass a few extra seconds yeah. to make sure. Did you see her put her phone in the pocket? And I remember thinking, like, they're sitting down on the bench. That phone would have been smashed to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but my biggest complaint, and oh God, it it just drove me drove me crazy. Okay, when when actors, movies, projects, television, whatever the case is. 
is is using technology in a modern way and using it incorrectly it, it it just it kills me yes. right because that's my that's my closest that's my closest to um, relation. Yeah. That's my closest thing because I go, oh, I have that phone. I know how that phone works. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, as an example, House of Cards. So, House of Cards. If, uh, Josh, have you seen House of Cards? Yeah. Okay. So, have you seen it? I'm still on the first season. <laughs> okay. So that's fine. And I'm not talking about House of Cards. We'll talk about it later. But in the first season of House of Cards, there's a moment when I can't remember her name, the young reporter pulls out her iPhone and if you remember the even uh-huh. for the first episode that show was very text based yes. communication right yeah. and so I'm like oh this screen. is interesting how blah 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 and at one point the reporter pulls out her phone mm-hmm. and you see the image flip as if it's just a screenshot of a text conversation hmm. and it's supposed <laughs> to be like that that's funny yeah and it's supposed to be like all like very technically savvy like look at this cool Netflix show that's all about politics and and look we're using iPhones and Apple products and then all of a sudden like you see this very blatant like this is a screenshot of a text conversation and totally took me out of it right oh I see what you're saying yeah uh. so with this movie this was amplified by 10 by 100 it was all about the modern communication yes it was all about her using iMessages and because iMessage is so prevalent in all of our communication we all know how iMessage work and how you can sync it with your Mac and how you can do and, and so it was very much relying on that foundation of the viewer understands this technology and so it was very like I was very engaged by that I was like oh they're oh they're doing it all right they're making the sounds correct and they're actually using the software the way it's intended to use and this is how like it looks like the actors were actually using the software like when they were filming it right which is awesome and I was like Thank God they got it right, and it's so good they got it right because it's very reliable on this kind of s- this story because she's deaf and that's how she would communicate. And then I even wrote it out. I was like, I, I really like the attention to detail. I love that they actually use communication app correctly. And then my very next sentence says, "Until they fuck up everything with the green text." Oh yeah, the one it green t- yeah. drove me fucking uh, crazy. So one green text messages can't be sent through iMessage on a laptop. Right, so and if you, I went back and watched because I was so pissed. The about message it. was also on the, the laptop. No, the message was on the laptop. I even paused it to oh. see if it was the same girl, and it was blue. Cool, that totally works. But on the phone, but it when it green. went back to the iPhone, it was in green, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck uh. you!" And then the very next shot, it was blue text messaging, mm. and I was like, "Oh my god, what are they doing?" Like I was so pissed, <laughs> and I know that's that's totally first world problem, and not a yeah. single person probably caught on to that. But it just drove me because I just felt like, like this editor, this director, this like whoever has finally got it right, and I could finally see like this one movie as like this pillar of why can't you do what Hush did with like communication because mm-hmm. it relied so heavily on that, yeah. and then they just totally fucked the whole thing up, right? And it just killed it for me. That's the biggest complaint I have about the movie. The second biggest complaint I have about the movie, and then I'll I'll share it to you guys so you guys can gripe or whatever. But maybe you got, didn't have as much gripe, anyways. The second, the the four, along with the whole foreshadowing thing, when she was talking about her mind's her mind's uh, voice, voice mm-hmm. or her brain voice or whatever it's called, yeah, and she's talking about how she sees different endings. I was like, oh, that's foreshadowing, You're and right. then I was like, yeah. I bet this whole thing is going to be played off in her mind, and this is she's just going to wake up and fell asleep at her laptop. But I saw that that's how this was going to play out, and Thank then God hang on, and then 
And then it showed her running outside and then he killing her. Yes. And then it jumps back to her inside. I was like, I even wrote down, I'm fucking done. I was like, I'm done. I said, if I said, I wish they had done, I wish they had suffered the consequences of actually killing her because no other movie had revealed the mask the way they did. And I was like, oh, this is provocative and this is, this is daring. And then, oh, they fucking kill the main actor in the middle of the fucking movie. Mm -hmm. This is like really good. Oh no, it's back in her mind. I even wrote down, I said, this, by the end of this movie, it will be all made up or I'll eat my hat. Like, I totally, <laughs> like, she totally is making this whole thing up because she's talking about how she can't write, and all of a sudden there's this thriller, and she put herself in the mind of the characters, and then she even has this visual of, like, hearing the voices in her head in the middle mm-hmm. of the scenario. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, nope, that really happened, and she just, there's no outcome. Like, what did I walk away from this movie? Like, I just, that was my, that was my biggest place. The, the technology let down, the let down that, like, they were leading it down this path and then totally took a hard right and then there's no, like, a dead end. And it was just like, oh, she, she lived and she's sitting on her porch. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah, and then <laughs> she's got that smile on her face, too. Right. So, like, what am I supposed to feel as a viewer coming out of that movie? Like, oh, man, that was a crazy concept. Too bad they didn't execute it the way I was, was leading to believe they would. If as that, if, that's as in the, she would have died? As she in if she would have died or it would have been woken up because that's the way the foreshadowing was telling me to believe. So those are my biggest complaints. I, I don't I didn't mean to like I just got very passionate about those moments. So so Raymond, what do you what what are your complaints? Do you agree? What what do you what are your taking? Oh, well, on? I'm definitely not as passionately upset about <laughs> sorry, the green text. Sorry, message that just like drove me were. crazy. But no, I mean I I remember seeing that and thinking like, oh well I a personal it's, story here. It, I, it's like, hang on, it's, yeah. it's it's like watching. I remember just all of a sudden I just had this flashback of watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air and they're <laughs> playing Super Nintendo and they got Super Nintendo controllers, but it's a like a PlayStation or something right, sitting on right, top right, of right, it. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I I understand what you're saying for sure, but uh, it, it it definitely didn't uh, uh, piss me off enough to take me out of the movie so uh, abruptly, I guess. Uh, I, I I'm not sure that I agree with you on the whole um, figuring out how she was going to die or, or I guess how she was going to live aspect. I thought that I thought that it was interesting. I I didn't think every time I think that a movie is going to end with a character waking up, I immediately tell myself like that's the worst idea ever. Nobody's ever going to do that anymore, right? And then I try to figure out well, then where could it go? And now, of course, I just default to thinking that the main character is going to live because, uh, you know, unless you're an epic movie like Drag Me to Hell, typically the main character always lives in the end of the movie. And trying to figure out how that was going to happen is what I just spent most of my time trying to do. And when she did go out there and get killed, my first thought was like, yes, like that was incredible, right? Like. I cannot wait to see what happens next. And when she did get flashback, like, nope, that's not going to work. I was let down. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I understand. Like, you, you know, she's deaf. However, it fit her because she is a writer. Like, she does that for a living. She tries to figure out, you know, if, she could have, if I'm going to do this, then this is what's going to happen. She could have drove away in that car the whole time. I just kept saying, get in your car and drive away. Yeah, he slashed the tires, but you could still drive them. Get in your car and drive away. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I, I, if she just would have been like a regular person, like, uh, 
uh, you know, doing some other job, and she wasn't a writer, where her job was to to figure out what sort of outcome would happen from whatever decisions that the character or her was going to make, then I thought that I would completely agree with you. But because that is what she does, uh, I thought that it added an interesting element to it. However, I didn't like the constant self-doubt mm-hmm. that was in her head. Mm-hmm. The constant, well, if you do this, then that's going to happen. And then, like, the side-by-side ghosting of right. her. Yeah. Her, like, uh, uh, like um, embodied uh, soul telling yeah. her, like, well, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I felt like there could have been some better way to to show that off i mean they did a pretty good job of showing what would happen if she just ran Mm -hmm. she got killed they could have showed it other ways um of happening as well i think it would have been classier if they just took out that cg of her at all it just moved the camera around in a big blank space and just hearing the voices see i i I think that i think that i didn't think there was any need for those voices they could have shown it in other ways go ahead I mean, if it would have just been the exact same thing of, you know, her just trying to figure it out, okay, now let's run this way, or let's try to jump out this and hide under that, and then her being, you know, yanked out, if there was some sort of... But uh, if, they, like, they took, if they took out the voice part, though, then that takes, then that basically, the whole beginning when she's talking to the friend, they're talking about her book and how she hears the voices yeah. in her head... And that I whole conversation I like, I, I pretty much for not, there was no reason for the friend to even come, yeah, really come I agree with Josh. I actually like the way they did the voices when mm-hmm. she was trying to write, because I've, I've been in that mind stuck before where, like, I can't think of something to say. Mm-hmm. And so my mind, I actually wrote down, like, that is exactly how my mind works. Like, I hear these voices in my head of me saying, what about this, and try this, and do that. And I think that, I agree with Josh, like, I think I think the vo- bringing back the voices was a great way to do it. But it, I was, I personally was looking at it from a different perspective of, like, this is her continuing the story that she's writing in her mind about this killer. Right, right. So. I mean, I understand that it was a, uh, you know, with whatever budget constraints that they had, it made more sense right. to probably do that. It was easier and cheaper. But uh, with, with you know, I guess maybe now that I think about it, like how you, I keep saying that it's like a really unique idea. I guess, you know, maybe it's really even not that unique of an idea. But uh, uh, I just feel like they could have thought of, of, of something better. Sure. Josh, what about you? Some of my issues with it was, um, well, it, it basically it goes back to the the killer and the the ending. I mean, he's he's such a weak killer. Yeah. Um, it, it's if they would have kept it, the mask on the whole time, it would have been to me a lot more suspenseful. Because you're just kind of like, why in the hell is he chasing her? What is his deal? I mean, other than she's deaf and he's viewing her as, oh, this is easy prey. And then, yeah, the whole ending where pretty much, I mean, you could guess halfway through, oh, she's going to she's gonna get away. Um, to me, the, the, it would have made a better ending if, you know, they, they show her sit down and you see the flashing lights coming. If they would have, you know, cut away and, you know, had the titles again, show directed by and whatnot, all of a sudden it cuts back in and the flashing lights are getting closer and it's, more people wearing the same masks. They're just kind of like, oh shit, what's going on here? Mm. To me, that would have it would have showed it was a little bit more, like from her perspective. Yeah, like, like it's uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to to put it. Uh, like the it's a lot more in depth other than just some random guy wearing a mask going around killing people. Right. We don't know why for sport. I mean. This would give us a but little I bit think more. that's also 
we live in a world where that's more accepted and that's more that's more of a horror situation like just a random person could come to your house and kill you because that's you know the the terror whatever not to get it political or anything but like that's more of a believable story whereas like I think 30 years ago a movie like this wouldn't have flown because people would have been like what like was Halloween? his motivation right yeah I mean, they, they exactly. did the, like, this type of movie like back in the 70s. I mean, look at um, Black Christmas in the 70s. It was a guy who stalked a, a sorority on Christmas Day. Did he have a motivation? I don't remember. Well, that, but that, what I'm saying is, like, look at the iconic horror movies from the 70s and 80s. Well, 80s, uh, like Freddy and uh, Jason and all these big ones where they have the motivation to kill their prey is because... I, well, I, I don't know about uh, Freddy, but like I'm just saying, like there's always a backstory. Whereas, like I feel like if this movie was made back then, it, it the the audience would have would have been like, well, that's not really gonna happen. You know what I mean? I no, 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 no. I don't believe that. that at all. I just don't think that it'd be as remembered today. For yeah. every good horror movie that was in the '80s, there's a million of them that are just shitty that that's were true. still made anyway. I mean, that's true. It probably would have been made, and it probably would have been maybe. Maybe it was made, and we just didn't know about it. <laughs> right? There might be a movie that's exactly the same that yeah. was made in the '80s, and it just wasn't very memorable because yeah. it wasn't scary enough. Right. You know, that's what makes Halloween, Freddy, Jason memorable movies is that like they were good movies, and they were also horror. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, for- they were good movies because they had the backstory, they had the motivation. Like it all clicked. It wasn't right. just like oh, random killer just killing again. Right. Yeah, I mean, but- for in the '80s, I mean, for every the thing and uh, and the fog. There mm-hmm. was, you know, oh, what was it Night of the Comet and Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, the what, what was it? Uh, uh, killer. There was some Killer Clowns like with uh, cotton candy, or was that the Killer Clowns from Outer that Space? That was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, we are not watching that for the podcast okay. either. Oh, you, <laughs> fine, Chucks. You you need to watch it. You need to watch it. It is, it's so bad, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you're just laughing the whole time. Yeah. So so, to finish up the thing that I the thing that, the biggest things I already talked about that I didn't like the the, the text messages and all that, but the one thing I also wrote at the very end here was, <laughs> she uses the laptop at the very end to write his description, mm-hmm. right in front of him. Yes. So my thought is, as this is happening, like, you're being heroic and you're being, like, you're, you know you're about to go to your death. Yes. Right? That's, that's courage. But then she just closes the laptop and leaves it there. Like, fucking hide that shit or something. Yeah, part because of it's kind of like, like, why aren't you sliding what, that under the couch? He's seeing yeah, you do he it. Yeah, he sees what you're doing. He's going to, like, I don't know. So that, that, was, that bothered me a little bit. But then she wrote... Died fighting. He died fighting. Yeah. Then runs to the bathroom and hides. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, what yeah, died fighting, about? but then runs like a coward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But to be fair, she did, she did, she did fight a little bit. But I just thought that was so funny. Like, died fighting. I'm gonna run away. So, okay. So, 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 just to wrap everything up, I think Raymond, you said that you would recommend it. I would. Uh, a full thumbs up, thumbs down. Um. Uh, <laughs> From <laughs> what kind of scale are we well, giving? I, this? I don't know. Like, like think of it in terms of two thumbs up. You have like you can give it like I, I would think in terms of like a two. You know, like I'm thinking in terms of Gladiator. 
right? But you start with the thumbs neutral, and you can you can even have one thumb like kind of fifty. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. where are you, where are you gauging? Sorry, that's I've just been in a lot of training at work, and they've been dealing with the <laughs> thumbs up thing. That's where my my brain immediately went to. I can tell. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's not that's not really a, a a metric that I use very much to to measure things anymore. Um, uh, let's see. So it's two thumbs down, one thumb down, one thumb up, and then two thumbs up. Yeah, that's, something that's like that. Out of the, I, trick. I, the way I like to think about movies in terms of after I watch them with my recommendations is like. Would I watch? Would I? Am I upset that I spent money on it? Mm-hmm. Would I spend money on it again? Oh, or was it a complete waste of my actual time besides money? You know what I mean? Like, okay, okay. Does that help? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'll answer those questions. Okay. So was I um, was I upset that I watched the movie? No. Was I was I happy that I watched the movie? Um, uh yeah yeah I'm 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 happy that I did watch the movie would I recommend it to other people I would um well, that didn't really answer much okay so on a scale <laughs> let's see on this is scale, the first episode folks yeah. the first episode this is high, I'm just gonna do this out of like a one to ten I okay. guess that that'd be yeah, easiest for yeah. me um so what would I give a one I uh what has everybody seen that I would give a one so like a movie like Pootie Tang I would definitely give a one like <laughs> okay like the movie generous. Yeah. <laughs> one is Pootie Tang what is 10 uh 10 would be something like um um No Country for Old Men I think that that is probably uh, I'm so conflicted I always go back between No Country and There Will Be Blood which is crazy that they both came out in the same year but I would give both of those movies full on. So tans. that's your range. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From Pootie Tang to There Will Be Blood, <laughs> I would give this movie a. Uh, I'd give it a six and a half. Really? I would. Yeah. It, I, I wasn't upset that I wasted my time, but it was there. There was a lot of plot holes. There was a lot of foreshadowing that made me feel dumb. Like, <laughs> like no, no. Okay, I take that back. There was a lot of foreshadowing that made. Um, that I consciously thought like, oh, they think that we're so dumb that yeah. we're not going to be able to figure this out. Yeah. That they have to blatantly do a extreme close-up of a phone going in a back pocket <laughs> just so that later on we'll remember, oh, hey, she had a phone in her back pocket. Even though she was facing face-to-face and not looking at her butt like we right. so yeah. stuff like that uh, I was upset about. but um, it, doesn't, it doesn't deter you from watching the movie again. Yeah, I don't, I don't like know if, if I would watch like, it again. If your friends were like, oh, let's watch a scary movie, and you recommend Hush to them, would you sit down and watch it again? No. Okay. Josh, what about you? Uh, okay, so on a scale of tiptoes to... Oh, I'm trying to think of a... I love, I love how we all have our own scales. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's wonderful. I want to keep that. Uh, God, I'm trying to think of a movie to, to put up there. Homeward Bound? <laughs> Two. <laughs> um, God, I want to say probably one of my favorite movies is the original Clerks. To to me, that's just an amazing movie. Um, so on a scale of tiptoes to Clerks, uh, being one to ten, I'd probably give it. I'd give it about a six and a half as well, really? just because wow. the first half of the movie did kind of keep me into it, yes. and then towards the end when it started to get more and more predictable and. I was just like, nah, I'm kind of getting out of this movie now. So, I, just, I did so not like had the a, ending at all. Yeah, it had a fall off at the end. How did you want it to end? Well, like I said, I, to me it would have been perfect if 
okay, she's killed him, helps on the way, all of a sudden, nope, that's not help, that's more friends. More of his friends. Ooh. More of the group. Damn. Like if, oh... Shit, that would have been so good. Yeah, like if I like said, his posse if showed the, up. She she sees the flashing lights and see, she's I sitting see. there. She's got that smell on her face. All of a sudden, the the car pulls up. They open the door and they're all wearing that mask. Oh my gosh, I totally see what you're saying. I didn't catch it the first time you said it, but yeah, man, yeah. that that would have been that's a game changer. Uh, that yeah, just oh, that just brought sure. that just brought down the movie even more for me. Because <laughs> like because how much better that would have that would have been, been like, that would have that literally would have been like game changing. Like oh this forgives this forgives shitty text messaging. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that ending. Damn. That ending would have been even more questions. Yeah, that would have like, been. Oh, is it a cult? What is yeah, this? What is that, this group of people? Why that, are they hunt, hunting people? Yep. Yep. That would have made me want to seek out the sequel. Yes. See, but that's the thing. Then you would immediately think that there would be a sequel. But that, but that's the point. Like I, I'm so. Imme- no, they could have. Ad- they would have easily mm. been able to have added like a few sentences before of, or 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 even just just some sort of. Oh man! Damn it, Josh! Now I want that to happen. Yeah, right. I know. Me too. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of how how they could have done that. How they could have, uh, you know. Don't change anything. Just add that scene. No, again. no, that would have came out of so far out of left field. Like I don't there's, think so. there's just a group of dudes yeah. wearing masks in a cop car. Yeah. Just sitting well, for like four it, hours. It could like, be more well, than just, just guys. Wait. It could be men and women, even maybe yeah. a couple sure, sure. of kids. Exactly. And they all get out and they're just staring at her and they just do that little finger to the mouth like, hush. Like and the then purge. just the title flashes across the screen. Yeah. Roll credits. I totally I totally agree. Okay. So to wrap up, I I on my scale, if I have to give a scale, I would say the worst, <laughs> the worst. I, this isn't fair. This isn't fair because I don't think I've I don't I've never seen the movie, but the worst being like Birdemic. Dude, I or, gave you that movie. You, I know, <laughs> I know. I just couldn't bring myself I to can watch do the it. The Rift Tracks version of it. I know. Ooh. Either either Birdemic or The Room. What? Yeah. Okay. 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 I, again, okay. I've never seen either one, but like just you've, you've never seen the room, right? Okay. But I know all the movie. I know all of the course, quotes, right? But yeah, I've never seen all the time. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> so, so going along those lines, to the best, I'm thinking in terms of production, like like what? There's so many different of things of elements of I think are good movies, so it can't be qualified under one. But like. I think I I have the mindset that like Lord of the Rings series, the original one. See, I was just of, thinking that for you it'd probably be, uh, you know, one of the the two that you just mentioned, and then like Return of the King is your number. Yeah, 10. I think the whole Lord of the Rings franchise, like the original. The, don't get me started about the Hobbit. We'll talk about that later sometime. But the original three movies for Lord of the Rings, I think, are some of the the most masterful achievements in cinema history. Like, mm-hmm. I think the scale of what they did, how far they took the story, and everything, I, I just feel like in terms of sheer production, that is, like, the golden apple that, like, we all the movies try to be. In terms of production, does that make sense? Not in terms yeah. of, like, storyline or anything. I'm just saying, like, there there hasn't come a movie that's close to that. Well, there's come a few, but they're, that's kind of, like, what everybody reaches. In ter- anyways, I would say from, from Birdemic to Lord of the Rings is my scale... Uh, I would give it. Did I throw like you with that? Throttling, like throttling a five. 
Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Like, like, like four and a half like, five? Like or like four five, and a half. half. Ooh. Just bubble every few like few moments it'll peak at a five. So just right there in the middle. It wasn't it wasn't something that you hate, but it wasn't anything that right. I, I probably would never watch it again. Right. I might recommend it to somebody that's in a very specific mood or scenario of like I want to see an independent kind of not something I've seen before in terms of action thriller. Mm-hmm. But I but there was so but all those complaints about the attention to detail, the the lack of an ending, the uh, a satisfactory ending. Mm-hmm didn't leave me wanting for more. Hmm. But I totally agree with Raymond what you were saying about how uh, what they did with what little they had I oh, thought yeah. was very well done. Yes. So I don't want to come away from this saying it was a terrible movie or they, they fucked up and everything. Because I'm thinking in the perspective of like how would I have made that better with that budget? I yeah. would have made a few changes and maybe added this or this. But in terms of like I don't feel like this was a movie that they like half-assed. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like they were they were, they, they gave it their over, all. They get they did give it their all, yeah. and nothing's going to be perfect. Right. Those complaints I do have, maybe they didn't catch on the day, and they had just had to work around it. But those are th- those those are some pretty big complaints. That's why I gave it such kind of a low rating. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I I definitely don't want to say it was a bad movie. I just don't want to say it was super super great. So everybody good? Everybody good with their their yeah? yeah I'm, I'm Is good. there any remaining thoughts or anything that either one of you have? No. No, Gosh. not really. No? Okay. Awesome. Well, guys, this has been a total blast. Wait, I, j- just real quick. We what? have officially spent seven minutes longer talking about the movie than we actually That's true. <laughs> and we didn't even talk about all the notes that I had. <laughs> Let me see if there's anything that like I, I wanted to say. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> there's a lot of... Like, it's man, not that much. <laughs> It's not that much. Um, I think I hit. I don't know a how much my computer will last. I'm sitting at like five percent <laughs> battery right now. <laughs> yeah, um, no. I mean, I think that we covered basically yeah. all the all the main points for sure. Um, I thought they were totally going to be a foreshadowing when she did the kissing storyteller bitch thing. I thought that was foreshadowing too. Hmm. Um, I even wrote Jesus the stabbing is gruesome. Um, yeah, I think that I think I hit most of the things I was. Oh, and I, I even I even said like I I seem to be she's responding appropriately. I'm buying it. Like the way she was responding to seeing him, to like running and grabbing the knife, like those up until a certain point. That's probably how I would have responded to. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? So, oh yeah. But I, but the whole like leaving the door open. Fuck that. Put that put that cat food outside and just shut your door. Right. <laughs> and they're in the woods. Like yeah. all the bugs would have yeah. came in the house. It's exactly. like such a nice house. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, Dang don't get me started on the house. That, that that house did not fit that character Mm-mm. at all. So, um, cool. Well, I am so glad we did this. It's been a lot of fun. Raymond, thank you for coming. Uh, Josh, thank you for agreeing to do this. Did you guys have fun? Like, did you? Enjoy oh yeah. It? I always have fun when we do yeah. these. <laughs> All right, cool. So, so we'll we'll talk. We'll get together and figure out what we're gonna do next for the next episode. What movies we want to do, um, dear listener? If you've made it this far, thank you. Thank you for uh, coming along with us. If you have any thoughts or questions, you can always uh, email the show. We are at uh, freelancecritics at gmail or we are on Twitter as well at uh, free critics. Freelance critics was too long, so just uh, at free critics. So. Hit us up there. We're also on Facebook, but I don't think we have a link, especially link. I think it's like Facebook, 00105065. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so thank you so much for uh, coming, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.